What percentage of U.S. adults have antibodies to SARS-CoV-2 attained through vaccination, infection, or both? Find out about this and more today's PB Roundup podcast. What made you want to choose a career in medicine? Tell us your story. We're collecting stories from the healthcare professionals in our audience about why they chose to pursue a career in medicine. Send us an audio recording of up to four minutes about your journey into medicine. Please include your name, degree, specialty, practice setting, and location. You can also submit a text version of your story to be read on the show. Email us your story at editorial at pbroundup.com for the chance to be featured on a future episode. I'm your host, Senior VP Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you today from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. In a study published by the CDC in Morbidity and Mortality Weekly, it was found that serology data from a representative sample of the general public showed 42% of adults had previously had COVID, nearly half of whom said they weren't aware of being infected. During August 2021 through May 2022, 41.6% of a convenient sample of adults had both anti-spike antibodies, indicating previous infection or vaccination, and anti-nucleocapsid antibodies, indicating previous infection only. 43.7% of these people were possibly asymptomatically infected. Prevalence of serologic patterns consistent with vaccination without infection was lower among adults who were younger, Hispanic, non-Hispanic Black, or African-American adults, and persons with less education. In our next story, we learned that treatment guidelines may need to revise frequency of imaging for early lung cancer. This from a study published in the Journal of National Cancer Institute. High-frequency surveillance does not appear to improve surgical or recurrence rates in surgically treated patients with stage 1 non-small cell lung cancer, suggesting that treatment guidelines should consider less frequent surveillance imaging than what is currently recommended. In a study of 6,171 patients who underwent CT scans, roughly half were scanned every 6 to 12 months, and the other half were scanned every 3 to 6 months. The recurrence was observed in 22% of patients and did not differ based on the frequency of scanning. Similarly, overall survival remained the same between the two groups, with about 65% of the patients surviving at least five years. And finally, we learned that while previous studies have shown fungi in the soil to only be associated with lung infections in limited areas of the United States, a new study reports serious lung infections related to fungi in 48 of 50 states and the District of Columbia. In calculating the number of fungal lung infections from 2007 to 2016, researchers found that among the 3,143 counties nationwide, 1,806 had a meaningful number of lung infections caused by the key fungi Hispidoplasma, 339 caused by Coccidioides, and 543 caused by Blastomyces, suggesting clinicians should consider lung infection in making diagnoses regardless of their geographic location. And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like these, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters. Thoughts, comments, or suggestions, please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pvroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Alexa Flash Briefing, Medical News Roundup, and just ask, what's my Flash Briefing? Thanks today to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we cover the latest stories in the world of medicine. 